Hey, BSN Denver listeners. We're really excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out today. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, and has helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural. It's also not psychoactive, and the coffee is rich and tasty. We could not recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2010 at checkout. That's promo code BSN2019 to get your StravaCraft coffee for 20% off and shipped straight to your door. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumwood. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in LA. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> a special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? We was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your hosts, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast, Monday edition of the program. Harrison Wind and Christian Clark here. We are presented today by Total Beverage. Right now, for a limited time, Total Beverage has an exclusive deal for BSN listeners. You guys can get $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app by using the promo code BSN10. So again, if you use the promo code BSN10, you can save $10 off an order of $50 or more from Total Beverage for all your parties. Have it delivered right to your door because Total Beverage now delivers to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. So make sure to check those guys out. Total Beverage on their website, on their app which you can download from the iTunes store, from the Google Play store. Whatever device you are using, you can find the Total Beverage app on. Like I said, Monday edition of the show, officially on All-Star break, although we're not in Miami. We're in snowy Denver, Colorado. But we've still got a lot to talk about today. We're going to pretty much run through All-Star weekend, give you some thoughts on all the events that went down, the celebrity game, the three-point contest, the slam dunk contest, the skills challenge. And the All-Star Game also hand out some random grades to a lot of different participants across the weekend. Here's my general thought about All-Star Weekend, though. Now that it's passed and it came and went, there was a lot of buildup to this one because Nikola Jokic was in there, blah, blah, blah. I'm a huge fan of All-Star Weekend. I love it. I love the lead-up to it. I love when I'm in the thick of it Saturday night going from the three-point contest to the dunk contest. When it's all said and done, it kind of sucks. (laughs) I think that's my take on it. That might not make any sense, but when I'm in the moment, I love it. If I was there in Charlotte, it would be awesome. But looking back on it, this one was pretty lame, I thought. I'm always so excited for it. Like when Thursday night comes around, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a great weekend. Like I'm going to check out the three-point contest, the dunk contest. I'm going to get a little live this weekend. And I did have some fun this weekend, but no, I'm with you. I mean, it was... It was a little bit underwhelming. Um, I mean, I, I think the game with with its new format is better than it has been. I think the three-point contest is the best event of the whole weekend. But 
I'm the three-point contest is the most basic and traditional. There's yeah. no flair to it. There's no, there's nothing extra. It's just guys shooting on a hoop. It, they've just got like the horses too. Like it's just the best players and the best shooters in, in the entire league. And that's not the case of the dunk contest at all. But now I'm in it. It was a little bit underwhelming. So let's start with the celebrity game. <laughs> let's go f- chronologically from beginning to end. I've got a lot of thoughts on these different events. Like I said, a bunch of different grades I'm going to hand out. The big draw for the celebrity game from our perspective and from Nuggets fans' perspective was the Monte Morris, Sue Bird uh, coaching staff coaching one of the teams. How do you think they did, generally speaking? I don't know about coaching. I thought the fit Monte Ward looked pretty good. He yeah, was going with like the, the tan turtleneck. He had the, the sunglasses, but you could still like kind of see his eyes. He had the Gucci shoes on. Monte looked pretty good. I'm glad Monte didn't go with the hoodie under the sports jacket. Terrible look, which by the way. is another fashion trend the NBA has started. And I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of it. Like I don't think I could pull it off, but if you're sitting on the end of a bench wearing a hoodie and a sport coat, I'm not upset well let me definitively say you cannot pull it off you don't think <laughs> oh no maybe you'll see me uh come <laughs> maybe wait for me at pepsi center one of these days okay with um, the hoodie. i'm gonna give uh sue bird and monte morris a b minus for for their efforts good fourth quarter comeback from uh, their squad but i gotta admit sue looked a little flustered at the end of the game i don't know if you saw it but she thought she had a timeout she didn't have a timeout she was trying to yell to Ray Allen on the court like that we don't have a timeout after she was yelling at him that they did have a timeout. It was a big shit show, but I will give them a B minus. They held their own, and I don't know about you. I thought it was a little weird that they go, oh, Monte Morris, yeah, we're not going to have you in the Rising Stars game. Here, coach the celebrity game with Sue Bird. Yeah, well, I guess the story was that Sue maybe you know felt, felt a little bit bad for Monte after his Rising Stars snub and was like, hey... Do you want to come help me out and coach this team? Um, it, it sounds like Monte just went there for Friday night and then uh, moved on to some some better things yeah. later at, in the week. At least they didn't have him play in the celebrity game. Yeah, God. It was weird, too, to see like NBA legends and, and these great WNBA players playing with like YouTube comedians and stuff yeah. like that, too. Like, has it, has it always been that mixture of like pros and amateurs? I feel like there's been more pros lately than there were back in the day. But I was joking with you guys in the group chat. The Lakers have an open roster spot and they need shooting. Ray Allen looks like he can still get up and down. <laughs> how old is Ray Allen now? I don't I'm, care how old he is. He looks like he can still get up and down. Okay, Ray Allen is 43 years old. Honestly, it's not that far-fetched. You can't tell me he's worse than Michael Beasley. <laughs> you can't tell me. <laughs> He is worse than Svee Mikhailuk right now. Dude, it's not that far-fetched. Who he looks not like on the Lakers anymore. He, he looks like he's in incredible shape still. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He was he was stroking it. Generally speaking, a celebrity game, that's um, a little blip on the All-Star weekend. Rising Stars game I thought sucked. I thought it was terrible. It really did. Zero defense. It was bad. I mean, I don't even remember anything from this game, to be honest. Like, nothing stands out from this game. Can you even think of one play, one highlight? I do remember, who was it that tried to go off the backboard to himself and it went over the backboard? Is that Donovan Mitchell? That's like the only thing I remember from this game. Yeah, I think it was Mitchell. I mean, I remember Kuzma like having a pretty funny celebration afterwards. And yeah. you know, he was asked like, oh, what was the motivation? And he's like, that $25,000 check, seriously. <laughs> but like $25,000, I 
I don't know, man. That didn't even do that much. Well, twenty five really thousand. Twenty five thousand probably goes a long way in Charlotte. I don't know about Miami, but yeah, I guess that's probably like goes a long way in Charlotte. You're spending money and get a couple outfits if you're an NBA player in right. Charlotte that weekend. But celebrity presence in Charlotte. This kind of goes back to the celebrity game. I'm gonna give a C minus two. For some reason, Guy Fieri was like spotlight and the center of attention during the All Star game. <laughs> How does that happen? I, I'm not sure. He's just one of those guys who's always around. <laughs> he was just right there, center of everything, like right next to one of the benches. Not really sure. Um, Three-point contest, your favorite event. What stood out to you in that one? Other than the fact that, like you said, there were, the horses were in there. Steph Curry was in there. Clay Thompson, of course. Dame Lillard. Joe Harris, another big name in there. Yeah, <laughs> a big name. A uh, big name for listeners of this, of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Just the the scores you have to get to advance out of out of the first round now. Like you almost have to get, shoot like twenty four or twenty five to have a chance. That's how good it's gotten. And I feel like you know a couple years back, even if you shot a twenty four, like you're guaranteed to win that thing. Yeah. If you don't get over a twenty now, like you're not even in the running. Oh, That's how good no. it's gotten. Heck no, no. It was it was fun, man. Uh, what was it? Steph, Buddy Hield, and Joe Harris, the final three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still waiting for somebody to go around the arc in the three-point shootout with the shooting shirt on, a la Larry Bird. Well, that might be one way to to make it a little more difficult on these guys. Like, pretty soon, everybody's going to be shooting, like, 29s and 30s. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we just need them to wear, like, the 12-pound polyester shooting shirt that Larry Bird went out there with. What do you think of this? I, I'm a traditionalist in this sense. I like picking up the balls off the racks. I like that aspect of it. It's a little different. It's what we've been doing forever. So it's not like I think they should change that. But what if it was like the home run derby catch and shoot? Mm. You picked your passer and you just had 30 catch and shoot three pointers. I feel like time limit becomes much less of a thing then. Like you're you're finishing a lot quicker if, if you got that. It's going to lead to higher scores too, right? I mean, it's I just think. much easier to, it, to it's shoot. It's more it. natural. Yeah, it's more natural. Yeah. It's more game-like. I would think so. Yeah, I actually like the the added degree of difficulty of having to pick it up off your own rack, even if that is like not a motion you really ever do in games. It's kind of an irregular motion. It is. I, I like it too. I wouldn't change it, but I just thought that was interesting. I saw that somewhere on Twitter. The skills challenge. The skills challenge is always super forgettable as well. But well, it's, it's okay this year. But it's another one that's fun when you're you're going through it. Yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum won it on a freaking bank shot from half court. That yeah. was freaking sweet. Yeah. That was like the only memorable thing that's ever happened in the skills challenge. Right. I did think it was funny. They randomized the draft order, or not the draft order, but the bracket pretty much. So Nikola Jokic goes up against his good friend, Nikola Vucevic, in the first round, <laughs> the two big guys, really. Jokic wins that one and then, yeah, loses to Tatum. Well, uh, Vucevic let off, let off a bombshell. We've been pronouncing... Nicola, wrong this whole time. I just pronounced it wrong. I, I say Nicola because I'm from Texas. I, I really can't help myself. But Vucevic is, is saying that it's pronounced Nicola. Nicola. Like Nick Nicola. and then Ola. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I've, I've really got to work to pronounce it right. Um, Jokic hasn't really con- corrected anybody, but I feel a little ashamed that I, I've been pronouncing his first name wrong this whole time. V- Vucevic... Doesn't really scream skills challenge to me. <laughs> yeah, he's a good passer. Uh, he can handle it. He can shoot the three, but doesn't really like 
jump off the page the skills challenge guy. Yeah, that was a, that was a odd choice. <laughs> I, I guess they just couldn't find another big man to do it. I'm, I'm guessing, but it really is all about the shot at the end. If you hit the three point shot in your first try, you're probably uh, winning the round. But a, a good performance from Jokic, I think. He looked like he was trying a little more in that second round. That was always the thing with him that we were discussing on Friday show, previewing these events. Was he going to try? Was he going to give a lot of effort? It seemed like he he gave enough effort to win if he would have beaten Tatum, I thought. Yeah. I mean, it always comes down to effort with that thing. You know who I wouldn't mind seeing a big in the skills challenge, even though he's not got a great outside shot or a shot at all for that matter? Who would you like to see? The Plum Dog Millionaire. Oh, yeah. He's a pretty skilled big guy. Yeah. He would not do well in that event. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would like, I don't know what he would do when he got to that last shot. It's all about the three, and he can't shoot the three. I don't think he'd do well. Well, he might just have to like shoot a runner or, I don't know, cheat and just go dunk it. Maybe a sky hook. Oh. We got a lot more to say. I got a lot of thoughts on this slam dunk contest, and then obviously uh, the All-Star game and one certain coach's performance in the All-Star game. But real quick, though, a word from Get Around, a new sponsor here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. If you guys are ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for just a few hours or a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. And better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra cash for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. So go to get.co backslash BSN to save $15 off your first rental, or you can visit that same URL, gt.co backslash BSM, to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making some money fast. The slam dunk contest, Christian, is always the main event of Saturday night at All-Star Weekend. and I love the slam dunk contest. It's definitely the one I probably look forward to the most. This year, I told you, though, on Friday's show, I can't remember if I said it while we were recording or if... I said it to you after we were done recording. I felt like the slam dunk contest was going to suck. Just the names in it and not a ton of personality, although John Collins really tried his hardest to to make up for the lack of excitement in this thing. It was a pretty forgettable dunk contest besides Hamadou Diallo's one dunk, I think. Yeah, that, that was a great dunk. Um, there were some fun moments. I mean, I, I, I laughed for like 10 minutes straight when John Collins got like the Wright brothers get up on and he brought out that, that plane. Um, that was pretty funny to me. I feel like we're going to see a lot more like elaborate gag dunks like that in the future. It was a great setup. I think that was really good execution up until he actually dunked it. Like good costume, although he ditched the goggles before he even dunked it. Good prop, the plane, the Tuskegee Airmen, good uh, stand-ins there. Everything was going great except he didn't really do much on the dunk. He knocked down the prop, and then it's like a right-hand tomahawk, a game dunk. I, I just don't really, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty big on, on John Collins. Like, I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's got some personality, too. He, he cracked me up. I'm, I'm buying all the John Collins stock I can right now. Um, but, look, this event just, just needs, like, the best dunkers in the NBA to participate, like like it is the the three point contest. I saw Ben Golliver of the Washington Post wrote a column today, just saying basically Zion Williamson needs to rescue the dunk contest next year. I, I would say I enjoy the dunk contest more than most, but 
you know, even with kind of an, an underwhelming field that we had, but it would be freaking sweet if Zion participates in it next year and just kind of sets the precedent. LeBron really dropped the ball on that. Like he kind of made it okay for the great players to, to not participate in it. Be like, eh, I'll pass. What's your theory on why LeBron never participated in it? Why a lot of these star players have bypassed it over their careers? Do you have a theory on that? Maybe because I don't know, man. LeBron is like pretty protective of his image. Like if he finished second, he probably knew he would get a lot of shit for it or, or something like that. That's what I think it is. I don't think LeBron wants to enter the dunk contest and be beat by Hamadou Diallo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. He'd never hear the he, end of it. He doesn't want to enter the dunk contest and take the chance of losing to a guy who, you know, can't even get minutes or is barely getting minutes for like the New York Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we just talk about Dennis Smith Jr. and how awful he was in the dunk contest. I saw Zach Harper say tonight, Dennis Smith Jr. officially became a Nick. Oh my God. That's your guy, man. Or is is, was that a tough one for you? That's my guy. guy? It's your guy, man. Oh, okay. Um, shoot. I don't think it was that tough for me. (laughs) I mean, it was tough to watch a guy miss like seven dunks in a row. Did you disavow him when he left the Mavs? Oh yeah, man. I, I burned all the stuff in my Dennis Smith Jr. Shrine, but did he even like work on any of those dunks before? Like, no. did he have did he have a plan going in? You can tell none of these guys except for John Collins had a plan, like because you, you need some sort of preparation, yeah, to pull off what John Collins tried to pull off with the Wright brothers themed. And I guess Hamadou Diallo was like, man, if I jumped over Shaq, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, they're just like thinking of random dudes to pull out of the crowd, like in the moment. Because there's no way you can prepare to. Like dunk over Shaq. I guess he could be dunking over Steven Adams in practice or something. But yeah, you could tell Dennis Smith, zero preparation. And that's the thing. Like Take this thing seriously. It's all we're asking for. Yeah, it's not like you've got to devote a ton of brain space to winning basketball games right now anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I've been giving the dunk contest. I gave it a D plus. Diallo was the only thing that saved it from being an F. Because that final dunk over Shaq, the honey dip, that was a classic. I think that was a classic. Who, so who is your dream field for next year's dunk contest? Who can save the dunk contest, do you think? I don't think it necessarily needs to be saved, but it needs some, it needs some names. Okay. Um, so obviously, you've got to start with Zion. Um, the guy might break the backboard, uh, shatter into a million pieces. I want to see Malik Beasley in there next year. He said this year that he might want to do it next year. Um, I would love to see what he's able to do in a dunk contest. I don't know. I don't want to go with any retreads. Like, I, I guess I could say Gordon and Levine again. They were awesome. But I'm trying to come up with some new guys. So, oof. I, I want rotation players at the very minimum, right? There's one superstar I think can, quote-unquote, save the dunk contest. Yeah? It's Giannis. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Giannis. <laughs> I mean, in that dunk in the All-Star game, he could have took down a quarter from the top of the backboard on that alley-oop. Giannis could do some shit in the dunk contest. Yeah. I mean, he might be able to jump like a foot behind the free throw line and right. dunk it. Like, I would just love to see how far from how far out Giannis can dunk it. Like, well well beyond the free throw line, I feel like. Mm-hmm. He's got like Michael Jordan Space Jam arms. Right. The whole thing is, yeah, big guys, they don't look good in dunk contests. To an extent, that was the case with John Collins, I thought. But Giannis is an exception to that rule. I think I think he's the exception that proves that rule. So that's who I would like to see. Ben Golliver said 
Zion Williamson and Hamadou Diallo and Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Thought that'd be a decent field, but Giannis is the guy, I think. I think he is the guy we need in the dunk contest. Next year in Chicago, it's pretty close to Milwaukee. I think that'd be the move. Can you imagine the buzz if, if Giannis and Zion are both participating next year? Like it would be a, yeah. an event that everyone wants to participate in for like the next five if they were both in. If Zion participated in it, that would instantly be must see TV. Zion's a showman. Too. He can carry the dunk contest by himself. He could probably carry All Star Weekend by himself just being in the dunk contest. Yeah, probably carry it. Yeah, pretty forgettable dunk contest though. Um, generally speaking, I guess let's move on to the All Star game here. What what do you think of this one? We were talking before we started recording that you gave it a bit higher of a mark than I did. I mean, I was having a great time watching Giannis there in the first half. Uh, I think he dunked like six times in the first quarter or something like that. It looked like he was just going to coast to MVP. And then you know, you know who threw a wrench in everything here, Harrison? Who? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> How many times did, did he shoot in 19 minutes? He shot 20 times in 19 minutes. More than a, than a shot per minute. He was a minus 19. He, he completely ruined everything in the third quarter, including Nikola Jokic. You know, he, Westbrook was out there with Jokic in the third quarter. And I thought Jokic, you know, he had some okay moments there in, in the first half. But Jokic only played five minutes there in the second half. Like, Team Giannis really kind of, like, went down the toilet there in that, that third quarter stretch when Westbrook just decided to shoot everything. And, man... LeBron knew what he was doing trading him. Yeah, LeBron probably saved this night for his team by making that trade. Westbrook for Simmons. He knew what he was doing. He was going to stick Giannis with Westbrook. And yeah, somehow in 19 minutes, Westbrook managed to go 8 of 20 from the field, 1 of 8 from 3. Good Lord. I didn't think that was possible. But yeah, and then he was playing with Jokic on that uh, second unit. And Team Giannis gives up that 18-point second half lead. Jokic gets benched. He plays three minutes in the second half. In the third quarter, he was a minus 14. That's why I give Coach Bud an F for this one. Um, blew the 18-point second half lead. Needed to rein in Westbrook a little bit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it was funny to watch Jokic, too, like, you know, go elbow to elbow and try to set screens and do DHOs. And these other guys are like, no, I'm just going to, like, take my guy off the dribble and try to throw oops. Yeah. It was a fine performance from Jokic. He had a couple cool moments, like when he threw the ball off LeBron standing out of bounds. Didn't seem like LeBron liked that too much. Had the dunk, had his eighth dunk of the year in the All-Star game. I mean, he's got four more triple-doubles than dunks this year, or technically five more. This one in the All-Star game doesn't really count. Um, but he got the dunk, a couple other nice plays. It was a good weekend for him, I think. Well, Jokic's best moments of the weekend were all his one-liners. Yeah. Like, it was just one-liner after one-liner coming in from the local media that was out there. Um, he was asked to name one player he wants to be like. He said Wancho because he's in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> he was also asked about not high-fiving uh, Michael Malone after the game. You know, Michael Malone's coaching team, LeBron. And Jokic said, nope, not today, buddy. Michael Malone gets an A from me for his performance in the All-Star game. Because of his impassioned halftime speech. Did you hear about his halftime speech? <laughs> I, I heard a little bit, yeah. So Team LeBron wants to go out and watch J. Cole halftime performance. And 
Mike Malone says, yeah, you can go out there as long as you promise to get your ass back on defense in the second half. <laughs> Classic Michael so Malone. I think that halftime speech, obviously propelling them to the 18-point second half comeback, gives them an A. I love that Michael Malone managed to, to work in an expletive there in, in his post-game remarks after the All-Star game, just staying true to himself through and through. You know what was impossible to ignore at All-Star weekend was the just – organic chemistry between Michael Malone and LeBron James. Yeah. That was impossible to ignore. And I don't know if you know this, but Michael Malone coached <laughs> LeBron James for five seasons in Cleveland when he was an assistant coach with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I have a feeling that Michael Malone would have played a large part in LeBron coming to Denver if LeBron really seriously looked at that this summer. It's way too early to to gloat. Like you should have taken that meeting with us because you know the Lakers can definitely like roar back to life here and you know say it's like a, a three six or two seven playoff series that makes you a little nervous if you're Denver. But some part of Michael Malone has to be thinking like you should have taken that meeting with us this summer, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, some part of LeBron maybe has to think like that. Maybe I should have taken that meeting. Uh, I don't know, man. That dude is. I mean, confident. I was going to say arrogant, but he, you know, he usually accomplishes what he sets out to accomplish. So he's just confident. But uh, did you see the look he gave Anthony Davis there when he's dapping him up in the locker room? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, that was like tampering with your eyes. <laughs> like that was the look I, I gave girls when I was kind of loaded at the bar in college. Like when I met a beautiful woman for the first time. Like when I tried to be super charming. Like, hey, Christian Clark, how you doing? And then you presented them with. Jameson? Uh, no, I usually like left an hour after that, just scored some Taco Bell on the way home and went to bed. <laughs> yeah, LeBron, look, he's 2-0 and in the new format, 2-0 and in drafting his own team. He's proven that he can draft a good all-star team. I am going to be surprised if he ever loses in this format again. <laughs> Not going to say there's any funny business going on, but... It's hard to envision Team LeBron losing this thing as long as he's a captain. Well, if he tries another Westbrook trade next year, then the the opposing player has just got to reject it. Yeah, you like, gotta you gotta stand up to LeBron. I know he's running the league right now, but you gotta stand up to him if you're Giannis and just be confident in your drafting ability. Yeah, you, you can't hide behind the, you and all the clutch guys. BS. Like you're not getting Westbrook, no ma- getting rid of him, no matter how hard you try. I I don't care. And also. You know, if Giannis does this again next year, can somebody please tell him don't take three centers? (laughs) Some other grades I want to hand out here. Nuggets representation. I'm going to just give it a C minus. And this is like, were the Nuggets represented well? Monte Morris should have been the Rising Stars game. I don't know how there is only really one guy from the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, in any of these events. I mean, get somebody in the three-point contest, maybe. But the second team in the West should have been represented more at All-Star Weekend, I think. I know the coaching staff was there, but I mean the coaching staff for both teams in the All-Star game, everybody forgets about them the second the game starts. And I do enjoy Nuggets president of basketball ops, Tim Conley, getting in little pot shots here and there about Monte Morris not being in the Rising Stars game at every interview he's done over the last couple of weeks since those rosters were announced. I enjoy that. Well, yeah, he was probably uh, feeling himself, too. New extensions for him and the rest of members of his front office. It, mm-hmm. it had to be a, a fun weekend to be Tim Connolly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Nuggets PR guy, Nick O'Hare, I'm going to give an A to. 
very uh, central presence behind the Team LeBron bench. Definitely seated himself well to get on TV a lot. Good job, Nick. Meek Mill, I'm going to give an A for the uh, pregame performance. It was pretty good, I thought. National Anthem, I'm going to give an A as well. Forget who sung it, but it was a very good rendition. Granted, it could have been us out there, and I think it would have looked better than last year. <laughs> yeah, Meek Mill was awesome. Like, I'll I'll listen to Dreams and Nightmares anytime. Uh, Magic Johnson, I'm going to give a C- to. There's just too much Magic Johnson right now in the NBA oh, yeah. world. Like there was that gif of him running across the court right before the game was going to start to get to his seat. Just take a step back. There's just too much Magic Johnson right now. Just do your job. Yeah, doesn't know how to fade into the background. Did did Rob Polinka give us any like weird like religious messages this weekend or religious metaphors? No, uh, not sure what Rob Polinka was up to. Probably wondering how the hell he's going to get somebody to L.A. this summer. LeBron James All Star win was like manna from heaven. I tell you. <laughs> Uh, the crowd in Charlotte, everybody was tweeting how bad the crowd was, how quiet the crowd was. The first thing I thought of was Hornets fans haven't exactly had too much practice cheering over the last couple of years, so maybe they're a little rusty on, on that front, but there's also a lot of corporate seats at things like this, so wasn't expecting the crowd to be really good anyways. Yeah, I'm sure there were like 100 Dave & Buster's executives there who like have watched two NBA games or something like it's just those types of people and a ton of media people too. So, and the defense, finally, I'm going to give it a D. There was no defense in this game. And I always thought the narrative last year that there was a lot of defense and last year's game was overblown. Yeah. And like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, there was some good defense, but saying that there was defense back in the all-star game after last year's game was really overblown from my perspective and there was like a two-minute stretch in the fourth quarter where there was defense played for a couple of possessions but other than that disappointing result there for uh the defensive guys out there like us we got a couple more things to get to here want to touch on some final thoughts from all-star weekend and then discuss the nuggets front office getting their contracts extended news that came out over the weekend here. Uh, first, though, a quick word from our friends over at StravaCraft Coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. If you're not familiar with them, StravaCraft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. These guys' reviews are incredible. Uh, the CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, Really, you name it, CBD is also all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it anymore to our listeners. If you want to check it out, you can get 20% off your order of StravaCraft coffee by using the promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you can get it shipped straight to your door. So again, get your order of StravaCraft coffee for 20% off if you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Any other thoughts on All-Star Weekend? I feel like I should mention the fact that the Team LeBron shot 93 pointers in this game. That's a lot. 90? That's a lot. Yeah. What do you think the tampering situation was like at All-Star Weekend? Probably the highest point of tampering ever in NBA history, I'm guessing. Just on the Team LeBron bench. Oh, my God. LeBron was making promises like he was uh, the Firefest guy. <laughs> Billy McFarland. LeBron was out there just like 
promising the world, like like Billy and McFarland out like to all of these guys too. Who do you think? Who do you think actually ends up uh, with the Lakers this summer? It's to tough. It's tough because this is the everybody in the league's favorite parlor game right now. Talking with you know execs and whatnot. This is the favorite discussion everybody loves to have because it really depends on who the Knicks get. I think. Yeah. If the Knicks get Kyrie and Kevin Durant, which a lot of people think they're definitely getting Kevin Durant and don't know about Kyrie. I don't know. Even <laughs> if the Knicks don't get either of those guys, I feel like neither of them are, are going to the Lakers. I think so. Kyrie could go to the Lakers. I, I don't think so. Man. Why don't you think so? I don't know, man. Like the whole, like I believe that him and LeBron have a better relationship. They than, had the phone than, call. Than they, did, they cleared but, the air. They made up. They're good. Yeah. A lot of that felt like a staged social media event. I feel like here's what's going to happen. Of course with the it was staged. They're they're just gonna get Kemba. Like it's just gonna be LeBron and Kemba. Oh. And I don't and get know. the nine seed. I mean, it's not gonna be great, man. It's I I just don't really have high hopes. Kemba, man, I would not want to be signing Kemba to this next contract. Eesh. Yeah, well, I mean, he's is just Kemba, an All Star game starter. Is Kemba a clutch guy? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's not, then not yet. That's the thing, though. Like, they're not getting Clay. Clay staying in Golden State. Durant, I can't see him going to the Lakers. I mean, I think Durant's going to the Knicks. I think that is going to happen. Jimmy Butler, I can see Jimmy Butler. Are the Lakers going to give Jimmy Butler a max contract? Oh, they're desperate. They are desperate. Tobias Harris, I feel like he's going to stay in Philly. Yeah, it's a great fit for him there. That's how I read that Philly situation. Jimmy Butler's going to be out. Tobias Harris is going to stay. I mean, other than that, like, there's not a ton of guys who you can just put next to LeBron and say, okay, they're contenders, you know? Yeah, maybe the Lakers could just, like, trade the farm for D'Angelo Russell, get him back. He's pretty good. <laughs> Their best draft pick in the last <laughs> eight years. D'Angelo Russell, who they traded for cap space to sign Rajon Rondo. Well, go get Julius Randle, too. Let's just run it back with the old Lakers and LeBron. The Lakers traded away all their good players, all their good young players, to sign Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and Mike Beasley. Yeah, things are going great. Yeah, I don't know who they get. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they'll get somebody because they're the Lakers, but then again, we've been saying that for the last six years. Here's they a, haven't here's another until depressing. LeBron just decides to go there because the Lakers are located in Southern California. Here's an, another depressing future timeline. They trade a bunch of assets for Blake Griffin. Oh God, <laughs> that would be a disaster. Blake Griffin and Kemba. What about Kevin Love? What do you think they'd have to give up for Kevin Love? Oh, not that much, man. Brandon Ingram. Uh, yeah, like Brandon Ingram and, and Hart. Yeah, I don't even know if they have to give up that much. Not, not that much. I mean, even Kevin Love is not a huge difference maker at this point. Shit, they should probably be trying to buy low on Kevin Love right now. Yeah, I'd like to see Kevin Love in the playoffs this year. All right, last thing we wanted to hit on today before we get out of here. Nuggets front office gets contract extensions over the weekend. And I thought we should get off some thoughts about that. Well-deserved, I think. Long overdue. This is probably something I think that should have happened at the beginning of the season. But from a couple of these interviews that Tim Connolly has done, it seems like this has been the works for a while. And he 
want to get the coaching staff taken care of and then turn their attention to this once the calendar flipped to 2019, which is ultimately what happened. But, of course, well-deserved. Look, Tim Connolly has constructed one of the best rosters in the league, really through the draft and barely through free agency. He's totally rebuilt this team over the last four years and has them on a course to, I think, be legitimate contenders in the Western Conference for the next four to five years. Um, Of course, this was a good move to lock him up. I'm sure he would have had suitors out in the open market if the Nuggets let the situation get to this summer and suddenly he was not under contract anymore. But I did think that the panic that some people in the Twitter sphere let off when they weren't getting this contract done was a bit overblown. What do you think? I think that people saying like when when the Pelicans let Dell Dumps go, like, oh my God, Connolly, he might leave for New Orleans. I thought that was a little bit uh, much. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was great to see. Um, you know, I think rebuilding in, in Denver is so tricky because you can't do a Philly process. Like you can't just, just bottom out because look, the, the attendance numbers just aren't going to be there. Like, the Nuggets didn't try to completely bottom out by any means, and they're still dead last in attendance two years in a row. Like, imagine if they were churning the roster like Philly did a couple years back, how ugly things could have gotten here. You, you, that's just not an option here. And so what that leaves you with is you better freaking kill the draft. And Tim Connolly and his staff have absolutely crushed it in, in the draft. I mean, this is a homegrown, organic roster. Um, now to have Jokic locked up through 2022-23, to have Mike Malone on an extension, to have the front office here um, on extensions. These are going to be four or five really fun seasons of Denver Nuggets basketball. I, I'm so pumped to see where this thing goes. Um, it's just a fun time to follow this team. People like to give Josh Kroenke a lot of shit because, hey, his dad's this billionaire who... You know, you know, people like to say, oh, Josh didn't have to work for any of this and whatnot. You know, he's just a kid whose dad had a lot of money and suddenly he's president of the Nuggets. I think Josh gets kind of a bad rap because I think he's done a really underrated job, especially over the last four or so years when he's really taken on a lot of authority within the Nuggets. I think he's gotten a lot better at his job, you know, just uh, observing from afar before I was around the team. You know, my first year covering the team was Michael Malone's first year on the job. And around that time is, I think, when Josh really started to put his imprint on this team. And I think he's done a really good job over the last few seasons. Just the synergy with him, to Tim, to Arturis, to the coaching staff. I feel like everybody's really aligned right now. And I think he's a president slash owner, whatever you want to call it, that has this team on a good track right now. I think he empowers the front office to do their job. I think he empowers the coaching staff to do their job. And that's something you can't say about every owner in the NBA. So people like to give Josh Kroenke a bad rap. I think he's done a pretty good job over the last few years. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And it's funny, if you go ask Michael Malone, if you go ask Tim Connolly, if you go ask Josh Kroenke, they all say the same thing. Like, you know, Malone, Connolly, and Kroenke are all on the same page. Like, these guys, I think, share a a pretty similar vision of – how they they want this thing built, and you're right. You, you don't see that often in professional sports, where ownership, you know, your your management and your coaching are all on the same page, like like 
you know the Nuggets are right now. And you gotta give Josh Kroenke a lot of credit for staying patient throughout this whole rebuild. Look, the Nuggets went to the playoffs how many years in a row? Eight, eight straight years in a row under George Carl or something like that, give or take a year here and there. And to go through the Brian Shaw years, and to go through the first two years of Michael Malone without getting to 500, you could have blown it all the way up. You could have fired Malone. You could have cleared house. You could have gotten a different executive team in here to try to rebuild this team quickly. But he stayed patient. He trusted what Tim Connolly was doing through the draft. And you could see that the light was at the end of the tunnel for this Nuggets team, right? I think in the 40 and 42 win season, you could see, okay, they've really got something here. I think midway through that season is when you really knew. And I think everybody involved just deserves some credit for staying patient, trusting your gut, uh, trusting the draft, just trusting Tim Connolly to build this team and his staff. And uh, now look how foolish it would have been to let Michael Malone go along the way. So I think everybody deserves some credit for staying patient. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one of the best decisions of, you know, I, I think Josh Kroenke's tenure is, no, we're, we're sticking with Michael Malone. He's our guy. I mean, there was a little heat in the media last year. I mean, Michael Malone was asked, like, do you expect to keep your job after last season when I, I think he did a pretty good job overall? And sticking with him has ended up being a, a great decision. Um, I, I think Michael Malone has been one of three or four best coaches in all of basketball this year. I mean, the way that... You know, him and Jokic have, I guess, like meshed with each other, I, I think is a big testament to Michael Malone and, and him being flexible, but also him, you know, challenging Jokic to, to improve in some areas of weakness. So, yeah, Josh Kroenke deserves a, a ton of credit for this whole thing. Yeah, and obviously the front office has done an incredible job too. From talking with Tim in that interview I did with him on bsndenver.com last week. We touched on this a little bit, but I think he kind of hit the reset button a little after those two Brian Shaw years and said, okay, if we're going to build this team the right way, we've got to hit on some draft picks, but we've also got to fill this organization with good character guys who are self-motivated and you know just are good people on the court and off the court and in the locker room. And I feel like he learned a lot from those first two years under Brian Shaw and kind of, like I said, hit the reset button when he hired Michael Malone. And you know he's went about this rebuild over the last four years doing just that, mining the draft in the first round, in the second round, hitting on a lot of draft picks, but also making sure those guys are uh, good character guys. And up and down this roster, that really rings true. And it's not just through the draft where they found those guys. Paul Millsap, obviously in free agency, a high character guy. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, I mean, if you've been reading our work, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know the impact he's had behind the scenes as a high-character guy. And so that was definitely the right way to go about it, I think, because if you're going to rebuild this Nuggets team, the situation they were in, uh, in this city with attendance where it was, there's only so many ways that you could rebuild it successfully. And I think the path that they chose was definitely the right one. Yeah, did you see that Chris Haynes tweet right before the All-Star break? I mean, mm-hmm. Chris Haynes, one of the most connected reporters in the NBA, he was just pulling different um, you know, players out there and soon-to-be free agents, asking them, you know, which franchises impress you? And 
it was a list of, I think, like eight, nine teams. Like, it was a pretty big list, but the Nuggets were on that list. And, you know, as recently as, I don't know, two, three years ago, that would have been unimaginable. Yeah. Like, in a, in a very short amount of time, this has gone from, well, I think, one of the worst situations in the league to one of the best situations in the league. It has. Obviously, winning helps, right? Yeah. You can fill your team and your locker room with really high-character guys who are good off the court and on the court, but... If they don't win, none of that really matters. Uh, but the, the fact that they are winning definitely helps that argument. And I don't know, looking back on this All-Star weekend, this season has obviously been a dream season for this team. Blowing expectations out of the water at the top of the Western Conference, really for the whole season so far. Michael Malone and Nicole Jokic at All-Star weekend together seems like the new pinnacle of this last four-year run, the Malone and, and Jokic, really the Jokic era of the Denver Nuggets. Like, this is the new mountaintop, and they'll maybe make a new mountaintop later on this season in the playoffs, but this definitely seemed like the culmination of kind of the last four years for me, at least. What a pair, too. A fiery dude from Brooklyn and a goofy-ass dude from Serbia. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I think that's all we got for today's show. That should just about wrap it up. Hey, if you guys got a minute, head on over to iTunes, drop us a quick five-star review. We certainly appreciate it. I read all the reviews you guys leave, trying to improve the show, taking your feedback in stride, and just trying to make a show that you guys really want to listen to every day. So that's what we're trying to do here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. So if you have a second, head on over to iTunes. It literally takes a second uh, drop us a five-star review. Helps us know that you're liking what we're doing on a day-in, day-out basis. Helps us grow the show uh, as well. And with that, we'll be back with another episode on Tuesday. Talk to you then. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out elixinol.com.